Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I have something different for us. This is kind of like, <clears throat> think of this as kind of like a mini, kind of a mini lesson or devotional study type of thing. Uh, I was reading, I was actually reading a devotional and it kind of inspired me to look into this. Um, and I titled this, Shall Not the Judge of All the Earth Do What is Just? Now this, well, let me just go with that from there. Um, sometimes people question God's judgment. You know, they ask a question like, well, well, what about Gandhi? Did he go to hell? Does he go to hell? He's not a Christian. And it's meant to be kind of a trick question or something to make you stumble or doubt the Lord or your faith. Sometimes it is sincere in the asking, meaning the person sincerely is questioning <clears throat> but the source of those types of questions, you know, where that comes from is still questionable. But I believe we do have an answer for this. It may not be the answer that they want or even that we want, but it is an answer. If we look at Genesis chapter 18, verses 24 through 26. Now, in this case, I'm going to read from the English Standard Version because I think things will be a little easier to understand that way. So all these passages, scriptures, will be from the English Standard Version. So Genesis 18, 24-26. Now here Abraham is bargaining with God. Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous who are in it? And of course we're talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked? Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. See, now Abraham was bargaining, trying to, he, you know, remember, he, he talks God down. He's pleading for the lives of any good or righteous people that might be found. And, of course, we know Lot was among them, some of his kin kinfolk, you know. And he was asking God to spare them. And this went on until this exchange in verse 32. In verse 32, then he said, Oh, let, now this is Abraham again. Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak again but this once. Suppose ten are found there. And he answered, this is God answering, for the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. So God, in his mercy, he said he would spare the entire city if there were ten good, righteous people in the, the entire city. Now, we don't know how big that city was, but I'm going to assume it had to be at least in the hundreds or thousands, probably in the thousands, but, you know, ten would be a small percentage, so... He was going to spare the entire city for the sake of just ten. Now, in the end, what he did was he sent his angels. He sent angels to save Lot and his family, the only righteous people in the city. So even though there weren't ten found, he did not destroy Lot and his family. That is God's mercy and love. He would not destroy the righteous with the ungodly. And see, Abraham knew that. Abraham, that's why Abraham said that. Surely, 
Shall not the judge of the of all the earth do what is right? Do what is just? I, I'm sorry, my own way of speaking. I think of it as you know, do what's right. Um, but he, but God would not destroy the righteous with the ungodly. So He made a way for Lot and his family to escape. So you look back at Abraham's question in verse twenty-five: Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just, or judge rightly and fairly, justly and be fair to all? Of course, this was rhetorical. Abraham knew God. He was God's friend. God's fairness and justice are unquestionable. He will always judge fairly and correctly. That's, that's who God is. Look here in Job. Now this is Job chapter 37, verse 23. The Almighty, <clears throat> we cannot find him. He is great in power. Justice and abundant righteousness he will not violate. So God is all-powerful, but he will not violate his justice and righteousness. He will be true to himself. God's righteousness and justice is expressed in his love and mercy. God's righteousness is love and his justice is mercy. People say, well, they want God's justice. Well, of course we want John's, God's justice because it's mercy. He doesn't want, he wants everyone to be saved. He doesn't want anyone to be lost. Now, I've got some other verses, some other examples. So see or listen to these verses. Zechariah chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. Thus says the Lord of hosts, render true judgments, show kindness and mercy to one another. Do not oppress the widow and the fatherless, the sojourner, or the poor, and let none of you devise evil against another in your heart. True judgments, he says. He says, render true judgments, show kindness and mercy to one another. Does this, you know, are you, are you getting the picture? I think, I think we are getting the picture. I think most people know this, but I think sometimes we forget or we need to be reminded. You know, we're, we're human. We, you know, we err. So, um, another, another example, Micah chapter 6, verse 8. This has always been one of my favorite verses. He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. No matter which version you read this out of, I always like it. We are to treat others fairly, like our Father, with mercy and kindness. This is required of us because that is how God is. He is just merciful, kind, and loving. He, I'm sorry, <clears throat> the way I said that was wrong. He is just, I don't mean only, I mean he's just. He has justice. He is just, merciful, kind, and loving. We should be like our Heavenly Father. That's, that's the idea. That's how Jesus is, too. Psalm 36, verses 5 and 6. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. Our God is faithful and loving always. We can rely on Him to be just and fair. 
If you need more proof of this, just remember Jesus. God sent his son entirely for the purpose of saving everyone. Saving everyone even when we were his, were his enemies. Or even if we still are. Jesus still died for us even if, even if we are still his enemy. Our God is loving and merciful. We do not need to doubt his judgment or his kindness. His concern for us is very, very evident. So I do not personally know Gandhi's fate. Is he in hell? Is he going to hell? Or is he in heaven? Going to heaven. But I know that God will judge rightly in love and in mercy. And to me, that answers the question. That answers all of those types of questions. We can trust. We can trust our God's judgment. We can trust his love and his mercy. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe always. And remember, God loves you.